Okay, is this thing on? Hello, welcome. This is the Wizard of Drivel podcast. Um, Keen listeners will detect that this is not David Cowlishaw. Um, My name's Tony. I'm kind of standing in for today, I think. Um, Kind of like Nick Hancock filling in for Colin Murray in something, um, but without the um, ability. Um, Well, I've written here, look up synonyms for good. So, um, <laughs> it's okay. I can't. Uh, I can't um, think of like good times when there's been like a, a a guest presenter. I'm sure like it's like when I don't know someone covers for Chris Evans on Radio Two or something. I don't know. We should have had pop culture references for this point, but we don't. But it's nice to have oh, you here. Man, thank you very much. Um. I've just pressed a thing and everything's gone weird on my computer, which oh, is really no. helpful, but That's don't worry. Terrifying. Um, anyway, joining me today are Chris Brammer. Hello. Hello. It's, this is this is new, isn't it? This is nice. Some different it's voices exciting, to... Isn't to it? Well, it's quite exciting. Some different voices to um, make the audience... It, it freshens things up, doesn't it? So... You know, for for two years now, it's been me, Dave, Ben, and every now and again, like Tom Thrower or something, complaining about how bad we are. And now we've got some more voices to add to it. So it's just nice. Just nice. I'm so up for complaining about how bad we are. Um, and also joining me is Mike Bell. Hello, Mike. All right. How are you? All right, yeah. I'm excited to be here. I mean, the Chris Evans reference has worried me a little bit. I feel like we're going to be that shit kind of Top Gear reunion. <laughs> is this going to be Is this going to be Matt LeBlanc on Top Gear? Oh, God. Can I be... I was going to say David Schwimmer, but obviously nobody wants to be David Schwimmer. No, no. nobody wants to be David Schwimmer. Even when stealing tennis from Blackpool. I was going to say, until right? this week... <laughs> <laughs> all the pop culture references for all the young At people. Least exactly. One. Look how up to date we all are. We are proper yeah. relevant. We're like covering weekly news. I've got. I've got. I've just been watching an old video of Harold dying on Neighbours. So that is <laughs> one for the kids. Um, <laughs> it is, it's, it's really brought the spirit up. I guess we're um, like S Club Juniors or something. Is that some apart from Chris? Yeah. Can we put some like flame emojis in the podcast title as well? Is that's Chris's department? Is old neighbours <laughs> generally something you watch on YouTube or? I had an amount of time to fill while Mike was doing something, and I looked at my phone, and. <laughs> What was that suggested to you? Is that like your top oh, suggested YouTube video? Yes, no, the, I, yes. The, the top I don't know ten why. saddest <laughs> moments from Neighbours. It was something like the nineties were awesome. Okay, okay, right. And and who Not can deny it? Them, <laughs> oh well, we haven't got time. Um, so who's watched the Bristol game? I watched the Bristol game, but also I was on loads of drugs and painkillers because I've done my back in again. Um, so for me it was kind of like a haze of diazepam and pain which is kind of like most Stoke games recently I think the pain bit anyway um, but I mean we were sort of we won, I should be positive I should feel positive, we won a game of football that happens sometimes I've heard about it happening sometimes I, I mean the goal 
The goal was amazing. He chested it. Did you see it? He chests it down and then he kicks it like in one fluid motion, like a proper footballer <laughs> might. And he's Scottish. Yes. Yes. And, uh, just, it was just, all right, wasn't it? Just unbelievable. I mean, as you can probably tell by my accent, I am Scottish. I'm from Aberdeen. Um, I support Scotland. I like Charlie Adam. Spit take there. I think uh, I, I think Charlie will become a subject later on because you know we can't we can't ignore his um, what we can only describe as a cameo. But just to go on to the the goal scoring Scotsman, I think it was a really nice goal. It's probably one of our best moves in the game. Um, it's it, I, it's weird to come away and be really 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 positive about that result mainly because that second half performance was very reminiscent of like a Tony Pulis team against one of the big boys where it was like all bodies on the line like anything you it could was. get on a ball to clear it out of the way and and I kind of enjoyed that as a throwback tribute act um, but <laughs> But it's it, oh, again, it's it's good to have yeah. a result, and especially I didn't think we were going to get anything against Bristol. I genuinely thought they yeah. were going to like put two or three past us. So it's nice to be surprised. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll take the three points. Don't get me wrong. Um, I'm not going to complain about that. I think, like you said, it is a shame. You think we've gone, we've gone from you know some of the sexiest Stoke football about the, what two years ago, <laughs> three years ago. To, to you know and Tom Edwards bless him you know he really did throw his body oh, yeah. on the line and, and that's probably another subject but he was n- another level uh, but it is a shame that you know we're getting to that point where you know teams like Bristol are cutting us apart to the extent where we are throwing every single man in front of our goal line to stop us conceding yet another equalising goal it was like Chris said it was like we were playing Man City when they were at their peak and we were at our peak Pulis we're not very good at football but we might have a goal and then we'll defend and run around but with the key difference that when we did that we were quite organised and knew how to take a corner and a throw in (laughs) (laughs) whereas now it is more just chaos <laughs> defensively, I don't, I don't yeah. want to be overly negative. I was hoping, like, I, I'm just so down on football. I hate football so much at the minute, and it's just like <laughs> I just need you two to cheer me up. It's I'm just, so, I'm so and, glad, where, I'm so glad you go? volunteered to host a football podcast. Where, I, when I you didn't quite... expect it to be today. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but we did get three points. We did get three we points. We did get three points. And Tom Edwards is the yeah. best football player in the world as well as Darren Fletcher is the best I mean he was, he's Mark Viduka from like 1999 or something <laughs> that was incredible um, you are so current with your old references yeah tonight, wait till they get to the father the, the younger viewers are going to love down. this <laughs> it was, <laughs> I realise I said viewers and listeners both of them um, it, Sorry, Dave. It's all right. People stop listening when I mention Chris Evans. It's <laughs> it, it, generally though. It was. I, it, I don't. I don't think it's a case of it was an enjoyable game. I do think that it was having having gone to the Sheffield United game last week, um, where I genuinely thought we were awful, and then somehow nabbed that. Uh, that lovely free <laughs> kick and it kind of papered over cracks and made everything feel a little bit better 
we we were improved. We were certainly improved from the Sheffield United game. But we've seen this, I think, games, game in and game out this season where we think we turn a corner and we think that, right, okay, now we've got that. Maybe this will generate a bit of momentum and then we go and lose to Blackburn at home or something like this. It's really, really hard to judge whether this team is actually gaining any momentum. Whether... I think that's just it. I think uh, it feels like that the, the Rowett doesn't know our best eleven, but I don't think we do either. Like it, it's really hard to to kind of pinpoint the issue here. Like you know, we've got the ability. The the, the players, man for man, are, are you know some of the best in the league. But who is our best eleven? You know, oh, we all want to see Boyan do his thing, but is that right for for the championship? I don't know. I'm a big fan personally. Yes, it is. But we've seen it not work. We've seen it work. Uh, Fletcher clearly, you know, proved his worth at the, at the weekend. Um, it's, that's the challenge I think that's the question that Gary Rowett's really got to answer and, and, and kind of prove himself I guess with the Stoke side is, is finding that 11 and, and making it work week in week out and not you know having these results where you know we take three points but let's be honest on any other day of the week Bristol were going to nab something in that game what they hit the post twice like you know, it's, it's not good enough saves as well old Jack he's doing his thing I Bless mean him. this is it you take you take Jack Bolland out of that game and you put any other keeper in the championship and you know we've lost it like in the, probably in the first it half was, it was good to see him be good but also it wasn't that good to see him face what like 130 <laughs> shots on target in the first half and the second half it was, it's just like ooh, I, yeah. it was it was positive but it, it does feel like that doesn't it it feels like every time we win it's like okay what's n times three with N being the number of games left in the season because we're definitely going to win every game and win the league <laughs> and then when we lose one it's like can we get Neil Warnock in or something or <laughs> I've, I've read the five minute manager by Neil Blanchard or whatever his name is I could do a job I could tell him to <laughs> practice throw-ins and kick the ball in the square thing with a net on it but it, it's <laughs> I'd, I'd really love a deserved three points. I think that's just it. it. It always just feels a little bit of of luck has gone into it. I think the one bit of solace you can almost take, and I was having this conversation at work today with my lead supporting colleague, uh, is that this division just doesn't seem good. There's no team in it, with the exception of Leeds, although my lead supporting colleague would also say that they're frustrating to watch. Uh, there's no team that's you you watch and you're like yeah they are head and shoulders above everyone else like there are nine I think it's nine points between us and first place and we're in 13th and top place is Sheffield United and you can Ugh. you can, can see like it's not hard to think though that they're definitely going to drop nine points in the next uh, god even before Christmas I'd say so like it's it, there is just no out and out amazing team in this division and if we got on a, a, some form of good I don't know form you could easily see us move up the up the table it just so happens that we just seem to be fluking things and thankfully everyone else is a bit shit so we are still in and around it but I mean we're five points <laughs> off the playoffs like I don't think we deserved <laughs> Which is That's mental, insane. like, when you look at our beginnings of the season, it is ridiculous that we're not a relegation <laughs> contender. Like, you look at the points we've thrown away and the games we've just completely blown. Like, it is crazy. And I think... I think that's probably why people are watching. I think that's why people are interested, mm. right? You know, it's it's kind of fun if you're not on our side to watch the Premier League boys struggle. Um, and I think also, 
is that fact that we can turn up and play anyone. We can turn up literally, but this team's Preston North End. I didn't even realise they were a playoff contender <laughs> last season. Apparently they were. We turned up and, and you know they gave us a bloody good game. And this is happening week in, week out. And I think it's it's part of the reason it is so much fun to watch. Um, albeit very painful and uh, sometimes requiring stronger medication. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's also fair that there is no game that I would feel comfortable in predicting in this division. And like it's like, but for no. for any team, I've, st- I've yeah. stopped betting. You can't, you can't. Yeah, I was betting on every Stoke game before. Obviously, Stoke to lose because yes. I wanted to win some money. But um, I can't even bet on that anymore because when I think we're going to lose, we find, we turn up and we win it. So I've I've been doing that since yeah. our promotion season. I always bet against Stoke, and since our promotion season, and obviously I lost a bit of money in that first season. But we got promoted, obviously down to me. <laughs> Thanks everyone, and obviously I can't stop doing it now. And it's it's I, I, I the, miss... the odds are worse this season, and it isn't happening as often, which is obviously a good thing. But it's still happening too much. I remember the start of the season, we were going into games like eight to one favourites. It's mental. <laughs> like... I mean, last season it pretty much covered my fuel. It was awesome. I mean, it yeah, wasn't awesome. Yeah, obviously, yeah, it was good. quite bad because we got relegated and lost a lot of games, and we were horrible, and everything was terrible. <laughs> but if you drive from Sheffield, it, it, the, the costs add up. So, uh, yeah. So, it's quite fun actually. I was talking to a Southampton fan the other day, just before the Newcastle game, and he genuinely approached me and said do we want to lose this game? Is it worth losing to Newcastle to try and get rid of Hughes before Christmas? <laughs> uh, and it's quite hard, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. I think we've all got great memories of Hughes, like, especially those first few seasons. It was, as I say, 2015-16. I mean, I don't know if we'll ever see better football than what we were playing in the, that period. Not from us. But at the same time, <laughs> no, no, yeah. I mean, like, not in our lifetimes. <laughs> um, it's, it's hard. I, I don't know. We've, We've been through what three managers now between Hughes and Lambert and Rowett. Has it got better? Would we be any different with Hughes in this league? Like you almost think if we kept him, we might have stayed up because he had that habit of jamming a win just when he was about to get the sack every time, and he's still doing it now. And you think if we kept him, we might have stayed up, and then we would have kept him again. And would we have like broken Derby's record, or would we have just stayed up again but just hated him? Even like, where does that? end is it is it a loop where you just keep mark hughes and the longer you keep him the worse it is afterwards That's, like that I mean, sounds like the worst kind of yeah. football purgatory ever like just how, <laughs> it's like groundhog day but with no, mark hughes uh, scraping a point against i think Swansea. i think that if we are going well god we're going back in time aren't we to talk about mark hughes and him leaving but i think that we were he was we were it's fitting with the neighbours' references, isn't it? My fault. We were, no, we were definitely, we were definitely right to let Hughes go. I think the appointment of Paul Lambert is questionable, and I know that. I, I mean, I've seen people's remarks on Twitter to an extent saying that they don't think Paul Lambert would have done a worse job than Gary Rowett's done, um, and I, I don't really. I, I mean, I have no real evidence to back it up I just don't really subscribe to it I think that Paul Lambert came across as a lovely guy but we were just a little bit tactically inept and whilst by no means do I think we've been amazing under under Rower I do think at least we I don't know do we have a plan I was going to say at least we have a we have a plan but <laughs> I, I don't, just... well, that's my original point I, I, I don't know if Rowett knows our best 11 and I don't know how long that's going to take and I think if that doesn't happen 
before the Christmas period, I, I don't I, think we can really expect to be I, promoted. I'm going to say um, that I think he knows a best 11, he just doesn't like it. I, don't, I, like, I think that... I think, he, I, I, I think in January we'll we'll get a number of players in because I think we need we may get another winger I think we'll get a centre back that's for sure just because I mean we're quite short on it and it's proven that Ashley Williams and Bruno and Ryan have not really been very good so I don't know it's a it's a great time to be a fan isn't it yeah. how, how are we being this <laughs> negative after a win I'm we so won the sorry. game. It's entirely my fault. I, I did warn you. I said, "Look, you guys cheer me up. I hate football. Make it better." And I don't want to criticise, but you failed. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. I think I think we switch up then. Let's talk about Ryan Woods. Let's talk about Tom Edwards as a young boy coming through our actual academy, an actual homegrown Stoke City player making it in both the Premier League. I'd say actually, to be honest, let's not forget he assisted a goal against City. He did. A pretty miserable day. Um, you know, this is a lad who, against all odds, has, has proven himself as a, as a top quality player, to be honest. Um, can we hold on to him? Probably not if he continues <laughs> to play the way he's playing. Um, but right now, we've got him We've got him in the squad, you know, and, and he, among a couple of others, as I say, Woods has just been, I mean, we all know Woods has been another level, to be honest. I think Atobo was probably the one that had mm. the focus on in pre-season, but Ryan Woods has just been on a different part man. like that guy could slot into most of the bottom half of the Premier League teams in midfield week in week out and no one would bat an eyelid he's, he is good I mean he's kind of like what Joe Allen's supposed to be I think for me <laughs> he, he, he does all that stuff that you sort of hear about Joe Allen doing but don't really see that often I mean I do it's that classic kind of cliched like you know they call Joe Allen scrappy and he kind of throws himself in the game but but Ryan Woods does that but he's always available yeah. he's always in the right position you know every time that we need we need that outlet there's Woods like standing there waiting for the ball and you just can't put a price tag on that like he's honestly been a, a game changing signing and I think if you take him out of our team in the last few wins I don't think there'd be wins yeah. to be honest he's controlled the game he, from midfield uh, yeah do you know what I tend to agree I think that he's certainly brought an element of control to a midfield that last season anyway didn't have he he didn't have that ability to try and retain the ball in in tight positions um it's funny that actually against bristol i didn't think it was he he had one of his best games i thought that they put him under quite a bit of pressure and there was every now and again where he uh some of his passes were a bit um mistimed and a bit inaccurate not to say that he didn't for for our standards have a good game just let's not forget we have some bad players but no he I, I think it's quite I'm trying to keep I'm tr- positive sorry, here come uh, it, on it's, 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 make me sad it's two years of podcasting sorry um, but no no I, I think it's I think if you look at the games from before he joined it is noticeable the improvement he has had on, this, on the team um, definitely yeah. definitely um, it's yeah, who you play next to him—that is—is the question. Um, but then again, I, Joe Allen, I don't think has has been too bad in recent weeks. Uh, Darren Fletcher was obviously preferred at the the weekend, and then got injured, which is it's the most Darren Fletcher thing in it. Really, he came on, he, he played, <laughs> scored a goal, went off injured, and then Charlie came on and had his thirty minutes of. Charlie Adam Bingo, which was great. He did all oh. the hits, all the all great. House. I think it was 28, mi- 28 minutes with a half time break in between. I believe. Uh, looking at looking at the numbers, and in look that- at him. Doesn't it give you all hope? He he he. he <laughs> but what I like, he's like one of those. Um, 
old like rock groups it's like if you if you go watch bruce springsteen you know he's gonna play born in the usa he's gonna throw out all the hits isn't he charlie adam he's gonna put in a dodgy tackle he's gonna shoot from the halfway line off he's gonna stand on someone yeah he's gonna do all the good things he's gonna run around and you think you've been on for two minutes how are you this exhausted you're a professional athlete (laughs) it's it's brill it's good it's good to see the classics I think I think as a obvious Scott, I always have a I've always had a hope that we'd get a good Scottish player like Dave Rowson or Rosen, if you prefer, was born in the same hospital as me and came from Aberdeen <laughs> and came to Stoke and it, I was the most excited human being alive. It was like yes, and he was the worst. Aww. Bless him. I think he's a financial advisor now, but, but I mean, he wasn't the worst. He was all right, but everyone slags him off. I think because he's Scottish, but I, I, I didn't what's see he like? every game he played for Stoke. But what's he, he like he, at financial advising? Uh, I, he looks for part. He's got a nice tie. I nice. assume he's got a better car than I have. <laughs> um, so is your, your, your liking of Charlie based purely on the fact that he is from Scotland? No, or, no, 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 no. Okay. No, so, yes, 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 it is. <laughs> Okay, because yeah. I was, was going to say outline the defence of Charlie Adam because this podcast uh, this podcast is very negative on him and there are there, there is I don't know a, a percentage of people who do regard him as a positive player because at least he has a go. Uh, so like, what, is the de- what is the what is the defence of him? I uh, bloody hell. Um, I do enjoy watching him play football. Admittedly. I enjoy the hope rather than any kind of expectation or indeed usually outcome. But that goal he scored against Chelsea was really, really good and I enjoyed that <laughs> a lot. And he has done other things that have also... Is that three seasons ago now? Well, three, was it three? I, I still like Mark Muniesa, but he's not playing for us this season. <laughs> yeah, but that's a bit different, isn't it? At least he was a nice guy. Think, oh, oh. <laughs> at, least he never, at least he never got anyone in a headlock in an attempt to defend... Oh, but Jerry like... Taggart, we all like Jerry Taggart. And he was ace at getting people in headlocks. I mean, he was really, really good at it. And he was a competent defender. If I defender. hear that Charlie Adam can put a good ball into the box one more time, honestly. Well, he, he's... Like, like, let's be honest. Like, everyone in the... Everyone associated with the football club, including the backroom staff, should be able to put a ball into the box. And yet, have like, you seen our corners this season? You've got to offer more than that. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's true. Uh, well, I feel like this is a good point to touch on. To touch on uh, Eric Peters. Yes. Did everybody see his interview yes. last match? It may be the best post-match interview I've ever seen from a Stoke City footballer. <laughs> Even though he's not Scottish, I the, love Eric Peters. <laughs> the fact that he just came out and he outright said, "You know what? My crossing is shit." <laughs> Why have I not been shooting for more time? I just think it's the best thing ever. That kind of honesty, honestly, if the whole club looked at itself in the same way Eric Peters reviews his own performances, oh, yeah. I think would be in a much better. But he situation. hit one pre-season, didn't he? As well, I, can't, I, I have a feeling it was last pre-season rather than this one. But it, it probably was this season. But he hit one from outside the area, and it was like bloody hell. I mean, Alan Partridge quotes all over the place. It was just a, a traction engine effort, and you thought, blimey, he never normally does that. And then this season he's done it twice, and he even he had a quite good shot against he, he Bristol, really yeah, yeah, which I seem to remember was set up by Charlie Adam. 
<laughs> of a fashion. I mean, a bit. Was it well, an accident? No, no he, he had a shot, and then it hit the defender and fell to Eric oh, Peters. But right. he was there, wasn't he? He wasn't languishing or having someone in a headlock. Yeah. Um, it's true. <laughs> he was on the pitch. I'll give you that. Yeah. So it was, it was in that period. I'll, I'll stop. Yeah. But but I I I, I do li- I, I do like pretty much all current Stoke players. Really? Because um, that. Yeah, I just. It was funny I, I like them individually. I think when they come together as a team, they annoy me a lot more than when I think of them as just people who play for my club. And I think, yeah, old Fletch, he, he, he's scored a really good goal and now we won't see him again for six months and we didn't see him all last season and that's fine. And and Eric Peters, well, he's a bit better now. Um, Bauer, he's nice. I'm not really sure what's going on. but oh, Bauer. But he's, he's, he seems a really Rest nice bloke peace. and he can fly a helicopter <laughs> or something. Um, and he speaks all the languages, and he's nice. And Shaw Cross, he's <laughs> Do great. You remember that? That you've just reminded me of that really weird article that was on the Stoke website that just talked about every ability Bauer yeah. had other yeah, than it football. Was amazing, wasn't it? <laughs> just all, all the languages <laughs> he spoke like, and the fact he could fly a helicopter. No fucking mention of like his footballing abilities. It was ace, though. It was like, look, we've got rid of Jesse, and we've signed this really, really nice bloke. <laughs> And everybody was like, yes, I'm happy with this decision. Sign more really nice blokes. If they can play football or they're Scottish, even better. Barrow is a weird one, though. And I'm going to avoid this kind of massive tangent, but we all remember how good he yeah. was at the end of last season. Like, where, where did that guy go? Well, he only played a couple like, of games so, this season. He was so up for it as yeah, well. And- he was so up for it. Like, the, the pre-season, he was the one player who was like, I can't wait for the championship. I'm staying with this club. I love this club. And the poor guy's playing with, like, not even under-23s anymore. I don't even know what he's He was on the bench, wasn't like, he? I mean, obviously he didn't come on because Chuck was taking up all the substitution slots. Um, <laughs> but he, he was on the bench. But, it's, yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's bizarre. Oh, it was all, all the players at the end of last season who we thought would leave and said, no, I'm going to stay immediately lost all their footballing ability in that yeah. that preseason. I mean, Joe Allen was the first to sign up. Then I think Bauer said, no, I've yeah. just got here. Atebo then just got injured for ages or something. But Embula was really good when he first came in as well, wasn't he? Oh, I was there at that Bournemouth oh. game. That was, uh, that was we, a special day. We just ruin players, essentially. Yeah. That's is... why I'm worried about Ryan Woods. How yeah. long will it last? But we might sell him before he gets crap. Well, he's so not technically he's not technically <laughs> our player yet. That's true. He could just go back. He could just go back over Christmas. I think it's an obligation to sign. I think we've locked him in, haven't we? I think that's I hope a whole so. weird loan deal transfer window. Uh, I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Same. Because if I was him, I'd probably go back. To be fair. <laughs> oh, it was. It, yeah, it's an interesting squad at the moment. But look, we won against Bristol and, and, that's, and that, is, that is we good sh- I'm sorry we've spent a long time talking about how bad we are we, we yeah, won we, we got, got three points, points and we are very much within touching distance which of a playoff. so close and three points and may- maybe we should talk about the game against Tony Pulis then this week. oh yeah let's stay positive uh, so we've got Middlesbrough on Saturday yeah Oh. I'll leave you. <laughs> oh. That has all the potential to be a really exciting game. Tony Pulis away from home in a team where he's been playing five central defenders at the back. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. And again stars. It's gonna be a thriller. So seven seven, I reckon. Oh god. I mean 
we never beat him since he went ever no. and he'll and oh hey. oh god I was I was getting positive for a minute but oh, I'd rather be at work honestly I, oh god what if we win well this is it you can never as we've said we can't predict this can we like genuinely we it can happen. Like Middlesbrough are not this all-powerful defensive unit. They've shown themselves to be quite susceptible to the odd weird result this season. So, I, 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 I'm not, I'm not feeling overconfident about it. I think if anything, it's going to end up being a lovely nil-nil because both people will, both managers will want a draw out of it. But. It would be nice to get one over on Tony Pulis. I've, I, I was again. I was talking about Tony Pulis today, and I've really reversed on how I feel about him because I went through a period of time where he really angered me, and it was why can't we just beat him? I'm so mad, and now I kind of just I like the guy again, and I just I really don't know. He's just nice, and he he did nice things for us, didn't he? But yeah, it's quite yeah, it's quite hard to really like properly hate him innit because he's the only reason we even get to talk about how good we were like in the grand scheme of yeah. things we probably would have stayed in the lower division without him so I quite like him even even after going to all those terrible West Brom away days oh. I mean you could almost argue that he he his defence was the bit that was working when Mark Hughes brilliant side when we were brilliant for a bit and also could still defend you could almost, I mean it's such a cliche and it seems just trite really but it's like that bit where we were really 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 good it's like they still remembered how to defend from when he was the manager and that gradually wore off and we just suddenly had no plan at all and it was just like oh try and score a goal lads and see how you get on and then you come in at 4-0 down or whatever and we're like oh uh, I don't know. Stick Crouchy on. Oh, he's already playing. Oh shit. Uh, crack on. Whatever. And there just there was so little plan with Hughes by the end. It was just horrible. But I I really I have lots of warm feelings for Tony Pulis still. I'm glad he went when he did. Um, You'd really he, like to beat him though. I not physically. I'm not no. in a Charlie Adam way, <laughs> but I would like Stoke City to win a game of football against the Sony Pulis side convincingly, or massive shithousery would also suffice. <laughs> I mean, if it's like the Sheffield United game, but with a win instead of a draw, where we deserved, we didn't even deserve like a program at the end. It just, <laughs> just really like no shots on target. Yeah. The own, the goal goes in off the ref. And they have a hundred shots that all hit the post and go wide. And I mean, it is going to be the classic of long ball football, isn't it? Let's be it honest. It might be. Maybe he'll start crouch <laughs> to confuse him. And then our recent plan of sort of knocking it long up to a phobie might pay off because it bounces off crouch instead of bouncing off a phobie and crouches longer. <laughs> and that's just maths. That's what yeah, that is. It, it, does anyone does anyone know the last time a Stoke side beat a Tony Pulis side? I have a feeling somebody might. Yes. Have I, a guess. I, I, I know think? the answer, so I'll let you do this one, Tony. Go <laughs> for it. No, I don't know the answer. It was it was some <laughs> time ago. Um, it's probably it was it was probably around the time of most of our cultural references. Actually, <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> it was ninety two. Was the last time. 
uh, against a, a sort of very timid Bournemouth side. Um, so we've got, you know, Rowett's got a, a big task ahead of him. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, d- I do feel like actually I do feel like, weirdly and I know this is the most cliche thing to ever say about a game of football when your side is a bit crap but I feel like this could be a turning point <laughs> I think genuinely I think coming into this game everything's set against Rowett let's be honest nothing nothing says this is going to be a comfortable win for us we are you know when you look at the form table we're not that bad what is it now like four unbeaten out of five we're like five five I'm five just... aren't we and yeah. we won five, drawn yeah. five, and lost five. So we're... But the, the last five particularly have been quite positive, yeah. like give or take, a, a couple of, you know, lucky points. Uh, and I just feel like heading into this game, you know, may, maybe maybe things will start to click. You know, this is an important time. We've got a couple of weeks now before it gets crazy in December and we can really climb up that table. Um, I don't know. I feel like if we come away with something from this game, it, it could really start to turn, turn for the better. Um and if I had done this podcast for the last eight weeks, I would have been saying the same line. Okay, well, <laughs> let me let me give you the next four fixtures, oh, and God. let me let genuinely let's see see your predictions then. So we've got Stoke at home against Middlesbrough Saturday evening fixture. So it'll be nice on the telly for people. That'll be nice. What cold. do you think? What are we going score wise or result wise? You you don't have to give me a score. Result wise, what do you think, Tony? I am going to be positive and go for a draw. Okay, okay, Mike. I'm going for a two-one win. Oh, okay. Oh, I it's like yours better. Hello again. Um, at this point, you might notice that Mike's recording stopped working, so his predictions for the next couple of games are missing from this podcast I will endeavour to fill the gaps with some cheerful music to inject some positivity into the thing okay so this is the point where I uh, I prematurely closed Audacity and lost the final five minutes of my recording uh, great debut but uh just imagine I said a lot of funny things in the remaining five minutes, and uh, maybe I'll be back next time. We're then away to Nottingham Forest. Whoa, 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 whoa. Somebody hasn't made a prediction. Oh, yeah, that's because um, <laughs> I, I don't want to bring this positivity down. Okay. Uh, but I, okay, no, no, it'll be, it'll be a draw. Well, I think we'll draw that. I think it'll be nil-nil, and it'll be the most boring game anyone's ever watched. Uh, <laughs> Are you going... <laughs> Um, no, I'm not actually. I'm not, which is plastic of me, isn't it? What a terrible fan. Um, we're then away to Nottingham Forest. What oh. do we uh, look at? See that n- n- people can't see it, but the look on your face there kind of was the face of someone who's like, I'm really trying to be positive now. Ah, uh, and now I can't be positive. Oh, that was the face of somebody who went to a Nottingham Forest League Cup game uh, the day after I'd had a wisdom tooth taken out. Jesus. I, I've <laughs> the, had a the bad only way. <laughs> few, well, um, yeah, it, it is. But no, I've had a bad couple of years with um, spinal surgery injuries and Jesus. variousness. Um, and that's my excuse. <laughs> but yeah, so I did miss a bit of the relegation season because I was having my spine cut open and stuff. And we we'll probably do it again. <laughs> 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 no, it was... Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. What was more painful, spinal surgery or watching Charlie Adam miss that penalty? <laughs> it's, I it's was. Tough. I was there for that. <laughs> Nottingham Forest versus Stoke in the league. Okay. Well, that's not cheating. That's that's trying to inform your decision. <laughs> so. You won't catch me doing that. Okay, well... Oof. <laughs> okay. And, uh, um, okay? Tony? One of my best mates up here is a Forest fan. Um, um, I'm going optimistic. I'm going to say we're going to win 3-2. Oh, the re- so the reverse of the League Cup fixture where they won yeah. 3-2. All right, interesting. Um I think we're going to lose 1-0. Um we <laughs> okay, we'll be we'll we, we'll be quick with these. So then we're at home to QPR, who I think let's just say it we're going to beat 2-0. Do you, what do you think? Steve McLaren's gone good. It's it's like his is I don't know, I uh, nil nil. Okay. Oh, okay. Mike. Yeah. Great. And then finally, in the month of November, we're at home to Frank Lampard, um, the city of Frank Lampard. Oof, I He's think got that's, hair. that's that's got draw written all over it. But I don't know about you. What do you think? Gary Rowett might pull a Tony Pulis and beat one of his former clubs. Oh, I'd love that. I would love that. (sighs) And that's the month of November. I did say you do. No. Well, the good mm. thing—the good thing is that this exists in um, in recording form, so we don't Hopefully. need to write it down. <laughs> That's a good point. Hopefully, <laughs> otherwise. Spoiler: It didn't. That's a good point. And as we as we originally said, they turned off as soon as we mentioned Chris Evans and Neighbours. If if a podcast. If two thirds of a podcast is is recorded in Sheffield, and it falls <laughs> over, does it make a sound? How will we know? Oh, dear me. Oh well. Go on. Yeah. Back to Bristol. Did didn't he? He put that cross in. Well, Alan won the header and then got literally killed to death. And I was going, oh, it's a penalty, penalty. And then we scored. And I had to watch it on my replay before I knew what had happened. <laughs> Mike is now talking about how Benicophobia is good. 
Yeah. No, he's, yeah. I mean, he's, he's the fox in the box, isn't he? And we don't necessarily play to his strengths a lot no. of the time. And he, but he's, 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 got, I mean, he's doing that thing where he's scoring goals, which, which, no, we haven't. It's been a few years. I mean, Peter Thorne. There you go. <laughs> Again, a reference for all the kids. Yay. <laughs> I no. I... <laughs> Those those dances the characters do, they're good, aren't they? Has anybody punched a horse? Oh no, that's something else, isn't it? Sorry. <laughs> that's I'm, a different... I'm really I feel so old. <laughs> Is this back? <laughs> oh well. Well I don't know about you guys, um, but I think we've 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 covered the game at hand. I think we have. Um apologies to anyone listening on my behalf anyway. Well done everybody else. Um <laughs> it's been emotional. Uh, thanks thanks both speak soon hopefully yeah Um, thanks for listening everyone go on Stoke